Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening. You're listening to the Spirit Alive Network, your transformation station. And this is Taking It to the Streets. Hello, good evening. God bless you, everyone. Welcome to Taking It to the Streets for this Monday, November the 28th, 2016. Now, I'm blessed to be your host. I'm Bishop Shalene Cook, and I also serve as the Bishop of Spirit Alive Ministries and the Spirit Alive Network, and I'm the founder of No Bounds Global Outreach Ministries and the Spirit Alive Praise and Worship Experience, which airs right here on the Spirit Alive Network each and every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. But, oh, glory to God, I am so glad and so blessed that all of you have tuned in on tonight because I am so very honored to be joined by a truly phenomenal young lady in the person of my sister and my friend, Sister Veronica Hayes. And tonight we will be talking to her in this program entitled To Hell and Back, The Comeback Kid. Good evening, and God bless you, Sister Veronica. How are you, beloved? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, honey. Oh, honey, I am so blessed to have you because I truly do believe that the only way that people can truly be delivered and transformed is by those that have the courage, through those that have the courage to stand up and really tell what God did has done in their lives and how he brought them over. So I am truly blessed, my sister. I want to praise God for your, I praise God for your heart. And before we begin, we are just going to have a word of prayer, especially for you, because you are truly, truly a blessing to us. Hallelujah. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I come now before your throne of grace, just praising you and magnifying you and glorifying you. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to go before your people. I thank you for our beloved speaker of the hour. I ask, Lord God, that you just pour into her as she pours into us your truth and hers, Father God. I just pray that you use her mightily, Father, to encourage and inspire and uplift your people. It is in the mighty master's name of Jesus that I pray all things. Amen, Lord, and we give you the glory. Hallelujah. So, my dear, now that we have got the business taken care of, hallelujah, because you know uh, your sister Bishop Cook can't do nothing without Jesus being all up in it, because if God is not with it, I'm not about it. So, you know, but I pray, uh, you know, I'm just saying, girl, but before we begin your story in earnest, why don't you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and some of the people that has influenced you the most in your life? Okay, well, I can do that. Um, I'm born and raised Hayward, Hayward, California, and uh, born to uh, two wonderful parents, you know, um, both of my parents, they, they worked, you know, my dad, he, he owned his own business and um, he even uh, provided us with a life where, uh, as they say, privilege, you know, um, he, he was, he's a, he was a hard worker and he, you know, we uh, had a nice lifestyle, you know, and as, as far as I can remember, you know, we, 
there's horses, there's, you know, boats, trips, house, you know, in the neighborhoods where uh, black folks weren't really accepted. And, um, right. you know, and uh, so it was a really, it was a really nice life, you know. Um, I'm I'm their only child, my mom and dad's only child, and uh, my dad, he has uh, other children, and um, I'm I'm the youngest out of all his kids, but he raised us all together, so the house was big enough, <laughs> and we all Amen. Um, was brought up together for some time, and um, you know he was he he's the one that uh, that he was a very kind, loving man, very kind, loving man, and uh, you know if you anybody kn- knows him, he would just be like you know Johnny, that's his name, Johnny. He just a good, good man. I mean, he would give his shirt off to the to the person that needed it the most. You know, he was just Yeah. And that's where I got my that that love, that unconditional love that I have for people and and having that compassion towards others and um you know, that was hard for me to uh have a actually to have a heart. You know what I'm saying? And that was yeah. one of the qualities I did not like about myself because I I I, I, you know, my brain was telling me that people took advantage of that, you know, so, I, and I'll get right. to that, I'll get to but, and, yeah, and with my yeah. mom, you know, my, and my father, he passed away, uh, it was, uh, three days before my 13th birthday, so that was really mm. hard for me, and, and, um, it has been hard for me throughout my years, up until my adult years, and re- actually up until, maybe four years ago, you know, I was finally able to heal from that pain, right? Because the Mm -hmm. the way it was presented to me through my mom, which was, you know, one day he's here and one day he's not, you know, he was no longer in the home with us. You know, they had separated when when I was five, you know, and um, Mm -hmm. I I did a lot of blaming. I did a lot of blaming, you know, towards my mother because I – I felt as if it was her fault that he left us, right? And um, right. You know, my mom is a she's a she's an amazing woman, amazing, yes. strong, and that's where I yes, she I, is. I get my strength from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, And um, yes. I was able to see that. You know, it took me years because, like I said, I blamed her a lot because, like I said, I have my father, the part that showed me the love, the way that I think love should be shown when my mother actually loved me just as much as he did and she showed me the way she can she knew how. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And I'm under Amen. I see that today. But you know, from that time on, you know, when she had told me that my father passed away and the way like I said she had said it to me, I have always had that resentment held against her. Right and yeah, um, right, right, and you know, and and this is my preteen years, right, and mm-hmm. already, you know, experimenting with, uh, you know, marijuana, you know, weed, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and uh, I was I was uh under the influence of marijuana when that was told to me, you know, and all mm-hmm. I knew was to just. You know, me and my crew was coming up inside the house to get some cake, you know, some birthday cake, because that's what my mom mm-hmm. did. She always made it faithful with that. And it's like, oh, your daddy's dead. And, and it's like, 
what? Your daddy's dead. It's like, oh, wow. okay. And, right. So, and, you know, and, and, and when he, before he had left, when he left, you know, when they separated and then divorced, um, even that was another hard moment for me because of how he left. You know, it was um, packing up the van and because it was, uh, he had gotten some things going for himself and he had to hurry off, right? And and I remember five years old, being five years old and uh, watching him and his friend uh, pack up this van and they were just packing it up, packing it up, and I'm standing there watching them. I can remember this. I'm 47 years old and I can remember this moment as if it was yesterday or like as it just happened. And um, I'm holding my mom's hand and I'm like, uh, where's daddy going? And she just, you know, what shall she reply was he's going to the store. Well, mind you, for me, I think that's where I, you know, uh, one of my other issues is the abandonment issues. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and that was that. And so, you know, years later when he came back to announce that there's, you know, he will no longer be a part of the family as far as living with us. So I could just go on and on, you know. So it it opened up right. some things and some feelings for me that I didn't know how to uh, process. I did. I was too young, and in the way it was presented to me. Now, mind you, I don't fault my mom because I know she did the best she could, and you know, and right. I can just imagine now for her how that was for her. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's where yeah. having the compassion instead of blaming her, but it took me a lot of work to get to where I'm at today just to say that, you know what I'm saying? And to mean it and to acknowledge it and to recognize it and understand. Hallelujah. Right? Amen. And um, mm-hmm. the resentment and, and, and the blame, because if it wasn't for her, you know what I'm saying? And the hard work yeah. she did to move over our head, my head. And, um, and, you know, and to be there for me unconditionally, I wouldn't be standing here right now talking to you, you know, and everybody Amen. else who's listening, you know. So, so let me get back on base. And, um, you know, so like I said, I was experimenting with weed and um, at 13 and, you know, and, and noticed that uh, that comforted me, right? And it comforted mm-hmm. me at that time, that pain. It was like, oh, well, let's go back out and smoke some more, right? Mm-hmm, and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple years later, you know, I'm at the age of, uh, what, thir- yeah, I was 13, and then about a year later, you know, um, getting to my first relationship. And I'm serious relationship. Now, who's, you know, I don't, a serious relationship at 13, 14? No, you know, but that's what I did, right? Because, you know, I thought mm-hmm. I was wrong. And, um, you know, and that was that that was about fifteen, twenty years in that relationship. But when in that relationship, I was also introduced to other drugs. You know, they, it got it started to get even stronger. You know, it was what they called at that time it was crank, right? But now they got another name because it's done. I don't know. It's just that they added more chemicals to it, I guess. And, and now it's, it's called crystal. You know what I'm saying? Crystal meth. And um. So, but before when I, because I graduated to that too as well, you know, and um, and in that process, um, you know, I was able to hold the job down as as I'm getting older, and um, I'm able to to um, 
function, so to speak, because that I relied on that to help me to get through just through the day because there was just so much things that were going on for me where I, I didn't feel, I never felt comfortable within my own skin. I never felt like I fit in. I never thought I was, uh, my, my, my confidence levels was so low. My self-esteem was so low, but I played the part as if I was confident, you know, you, you know, my self-esteem was like, you know, like hold my head up high, you know, because being an only child, mind you, there are some, you know, you get a little bit of treat, you know, yeah, I was spoiled, you know what I'm saying? And, Mm -hmm. and I took it. I could have taken advantage of that, but I, 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 I did not take advantage to where I could have because my mom, she, that's how she showed me love was buying me things, you know what I'm saying? And um, so I, there was no discipline, you know. There was one time where um, I had got kicked out of school, you know, high school, and her way of disciplining me <laughs> was to buy me a new car so I could get to the high school, the continuation high school, which was on the hill. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. really, you know, she didn't, it was like a balance. You know, she, I don't think she was able to find that balance of working all the time, one and two and three right. jobs provide for us. So it was like whatever I needed and basically, you know, I'll be all right, you know, and it was the material thing when that was, you know, for her to be there for me mentally, but, you know, she um, she wasn't able to do that. You know, I'm seeing that and um, some things, you know, whatever, how she was raised, I don't know, but I know today our relationship is not like how it was in the past. You know, um, Amen. able. To, yeah, and, and and it's by you know graces, you know the God's grace that um we do Amen. have this. You know, and um and and as I said, you know um you, you know I got getting married with this young man that um my high school sweetheart having two kids. We have two beautiful kids, a boy and a girl, and and um I have a daughter who's twenty six. And a son who's 24, and this my son was um, diagnosed at 18 months with autism, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was getting dealt with these cards, and you know, and, and the pity party, and and why me, and I'm being punished, and um, you know, this I can't deal with this, and so what did I? What I know is to do more drugs. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. as if everything's fine, so I, I ended up building and wearing uh, this thick layer of mask. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. um, I was like a chameleon. I can I can just adapt and and have you think, you know, that I'm this way when actually I'm the other way. You know. Um, yes. As far as like holding, like I said, holding the job, uh, being the soccer mom, doing the things that my son Brian needed at the time, you know, with if it was signing, his uh, going to classes where they worked on his motor skills, 
whatever it was, right. you know, and, but in the same time, my strength that I pulled from was to go to drugs. You know what I'm saying? That's where I went right. to, right? Right. And, um, so, you know, and I, no, and no, so, go ahead, sweetheart. So I, and so, um, it just, it was, a. Uh, it, it it was a lie. It was a lie, and you yeah, know, and, it was. Uh, and um, you know, and then one of the big factors of this is that all this time I knew that I struggled with my sexuality, you know, and because um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I didn't think it's it's that's just not how it was supposed to be for me, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so I thought. I could stay with this man for, and just uh, it would go away. You know what I'm saying? And, um, right. It, it just didn't happen like that. You know, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, things that uh, I've done in my past, and you know, it's the the, the I would never, you know, that's that. I would never do dot dot dot. Well, I've done just about everything, and to where to this day, I don't use that word never. <laughs> I heard that. Well, beloved, tell us all, you know, I never say never because the minute you say never, guess what? You're going to find yourself in that pit. But listen, tell us now, sweetheart, we have heard a little bit about your upbringing and uh, we've heard, you know, so, but, but right now I want you to tell us because a lot of us, you know, we, we go through, we might, there's people sitting out there listening right now. They might be feeling abandoned. They might be feeling like you know uh, they're 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 wearing a mask. So um, I'm right. What I'm going to do first is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ask you to take us on that journey to hell and back. And then I want you to come back and I want you to talk to these folks that might be feeling abandoned that might be feeling as though they are less, that they can't do it. So, beloved, take us on that journey with you now, uh, down into that deep abyss, and then uh, and, and bless God's people. And I really want to just tell you right now, I truly appreciate your courage because I'm not going to even front. You know, uh, 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 church folk, I didn't say Christians, I said church folk can be mean and they can be unloving and they can be cruel when you tell your truth. But you will not find that here. Um, And I am so blessed by your candor, and I want to thank you for that. So right now, why don't you go ahead and take us down into that abyss and tell us how God brought you out, girl. Okay. Well, um. And like you said, it, it is this. This is uh, healing for me. Is to yes. tell my truth and to uh, share this with other people. And um, you know, I'm at a point where I, I really, I, I mean, I care what people think of me, but I really, it's, when I'm when I know I'm doing right for the right reasons, then right. you know it is what. Uh, God is well, before well before you start, let me just give you one piece of advice. And if you don't take nothing away from this piece of advice, uh, but this piece of advice tonight, take this. Don't worry about what some people think about you. Baby, all you got to worry about is what God knows about you. And if God is pleased with you, don't worry about what they think about you. 
with exactly. that thing. Go on and speak your truth, girl. Speak, sister, speak. <laughs> well, okay, well, let me uh, to hell and back, okay, because I've been several times. It wasn't just one time to hell and back. It was like, several times, and it's gotten to the point where I didn't think I was going to come back and be able to come back. And and as, as time went on, the drugs progressed, and... I'm, I'm looking at 27 years old, and then I'm an instant alcoholic. And so it was everything. I, t- I, I used to, I took whatever it was, right? And, and with, you know, in relationships, right, dysfunctional relationships, the more dysfunctional, the more I'm in love with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and it got to a point where in never processing none of this. So I, I just had luggage. I had luggage and luggage and luggage and baggage and baggage, and I would carry it with me. It went nowhere. It, it followed me, and it followed me into relationships wherever I went. And it was this one particular relationship when everything was – by now I'm just out of control. I don't even know how – I don't know if I'm coming or going, right? And – and like I said, and, and even at this point, I've already been to hell and back and hell and back. And I would pray to God, please just get me out of this one situation. I promise I won't do it again, I blah, blah, blah. Of course, he would get me out of the situation. What would I do? I went back and did it again, back to hell, right? And so it was ongoing, ongoing. And um, this one particular time where, um, you know, uh, I, I, I believe that if I wasn't under the influence, and had not been up for several days, and to where my mind was just gone, um, I I harmed someone, and this is somebody that I cared about, and um, you know, and this it, it had gotten to that bad, and um, and I did some prison time behind this, you know, and um, they were looking to give me 15 to life, and by the grace of God, you know, I got five years. But, you know, and um, that was a wake-up call for me, you know, and uh, and so I kind of seen a bit of a light, right? And so I did my time, and when I was in prison, you know, even though I was in prison, I wasn't in prison, you know, that's where um, I got a glimpse that there is a better life. Imagine that, I'm in prison, and I get a glimpse that there's a better life, you know, while I'm in prison, and in and, and I and because of that, there were some things that were offered to me in prison, which was to help me to, you know, um, work on myself. I did a lot of workshops. Um, I did a lot of self-help. Um, I did, you know, I attended AA meetings because they have Alcoholics Anonymous in, in prison, and they have Narcotics Anonymous in prison. And I, you know, I attended meetings. Um, I did a lot of positive things. And, um and I, 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 you know, to keep it real, you know, it was a relationship that I was in in prison. And while I was in prison, and this this inmate, she was a role model inmate. And um, I'm not even going to lie, you know, she was like, if you're going to be with me, you got to be a certain way. Because, you know, that was another one of my character defects was pleasing people, right? But um, I'm grateful for her and, and, and pleasing her because, I got a lot out of it because she showed me the way that there's these uh, these programs, these self help programs, and all that. And and I was even blessed to be in a um, a, a award winning documentary that was filmed in the prison, and um, 
it had it won a, uh, an award for best documentary in the Cannes France Film Festival at that Amen. time. Amen. So became a mentor and um and was helping other women and other you know women that were in prison with me and um and I I, I had gained a lot of respect and that and that, that was because just being me the masks were off when I got to prison imagine that my mask you know was peeled off but um you know and I didn't. I worked, I guess, enough to where I, I don't know, it's, you know, I did that time and, you know, and I, I got out and, um, but it didn't stop because when I got out, now I still brought me out of prison. And so um, I didn't go deep enough. And um, I went back to what I knew, which was, I picked up even different drugs that I said I would never do. I said I would never stick a needle in my arm. I became a heroin addict. I said I would never become a crackhead because I talked about crackheads. Guess what? I became a crackhead. I became a full-fledged And that's when, you know, when I opened up the gates and smoking crack, that's when I said all them nevers that I said I would never do, I did them all and then some. And I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> you know, it's uh. been, um, you know I, I used to be ashamed of what I've done and um, for that. And, and, uh, and that's in this this had went on, and you know, and I got out in November nineteenth, two thousand and eight. When I got out of prison, I was clean and sober for maybe three months, and I was out there up until three and a half years ago. Mind you, we just it just passed November nineteenth, right? And um, and I was thinking the other day, I was like, oh, it's coming up, this anniversary, right, that I have. And um, I, the day passed, November 19th passed, and, I, and it was like, I think the 20, the 21st or something. I was like, oh, and I'm talking to my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, I didn't remember, you know, my, my uh, anniversary date. And, and I couldn't remember what I was doing on this past November 19th. And then it came to me, I was celebrating and giving back at our for a Tots for Toys fundraiser through Narcotics Anonymous. And it was a dance speaker. And you bring up the toy and you donate. And so I was a part of that. You know what I'm saying? So here it is, me giving back. And I remember, you know, um, just like thanking God for that. You know, and um, like I said, uh, coming out of prison and picking up more habits, you know, and that went on for, uh, what, what, five, five long years up until, you know, uh, like I said, four and a half years ago. And, and that's when I finally, uh, I just said I, enough is enough. You know, there was a situation yeah. that happened to me and, um, and it was, uh, it was a good excuse for me to continue to keep drinking and using drugs because I was like, I can use this for people to feel sorry about for me and say, oh, she is this way. You know what I'm saying? Because I have that history of mental health. I went to up there up on the hill, which they call Cherry Hill, which, you know, is a, a facility for people that have lost it. You know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. I had a couple up to that hill. And so, you know, I was – I was already known that I'm a little crazy, you know, because I showed the That's right, right. 
you know, yeah, of cray cray. I mean, there was a time so I'll cray share cray. this. Cray cray. Okay, there was one one time when I was out in front of my in my neighborhood, and I was so out of it that I'm well. At least I was reading out of the Bible. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, out of my mind, but I didn't know what psychosis. It was just. And that was another to hell and back. See, I could, I have lots of stories, lots of stories. But one of the main stories is that I'm clean and sober today. You know what I'm saying? And and what it took was for me to just give it all to God. And I have this yeah. higher power that I choose to call God. And it's like I'm not half-stepping. I'm all the way in. You know what I'm saying? And and that's why I have, I have this relationship that I have, you know, I've I've always believed in in God. It's just that my prayers used to be, you know, if you please just get me out of this one situation or, oh, God, I can't take this no more. You know, it's it's different now, you know, because I have this close relationship. As I'm talking to you right now, I can feel the ease in my soul just saying what I'm saying because I'm comfortable to say this. You know what I'm saying? If I can help anyone. You know, it's 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 not easy. Now, I'm not gonna say, oh, I turned my life over to, to you know, to God, and I, um, everything's all right. I have to constantly work on this. You know what I'm saying? And work yeah. for this because it's worth it. I'm worth it today. There's no mask. All you see is what you see, and that's me, right? And I'm I can look at myself and actually say that I love me. And it took all of that to get to where I'm at today. And I wouldn't trade none of it in because it's, you know, it's, it's, it was, this is God's will for me. You get what I'm saying? And um, yeah. the relationship that I have now today with my mom, you know, I'm back in, I'm in her home. It's like, I get to, to go back. Like I, I get to come back to her and be there with her. She's there for me. We have this relationship. It's like we backtracked, you know, when she was yeah. working, couldn't be and I have I pretty much raised myself because I thought I was grown. I thought I knew everything. I don't know nothing. I'm still well. to this day every day. When I wake up and I thank God, thank you, God, for making me not drink or use today. When I wake up and I see my grandson who who's here right now, he's got his headphones on, but he wanted to be a part of this. He was like, what are you doing? Because I'm like, look, Ramon, I'm about to do this little thing for Auntie Lean, and I'm going to need you to go down there. He's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-uh. And I said, okay, well, can you this, this, and that? He said, yes, I'll put my headphones on, but I want to be a part of that. See, this is my, my five, my six, mind you, he just turned six, my six-year-old grandson who wants to be around me, who wants to live here with me. You know, he, I'm raising him. I'm taking care yeah. of my mom who's a little bit of struggles right now with some things, but she trusts me to be a Hallelujah. part of basically speaking for her. You know, this is what me doing what I'm doing today, all the gifts and the promises. I have my son who's in the room next door who keeps, he looks at me, and the way he looks at me, he's, it's just like he tells me, like, Mom, you never have to be for you again. And, you know, and I'm there for him. He could come to me about anything. You know, there was something Amen. that happened to him when I was in prison, and he um he he chose not to tell nobody, and he let them think of whatever it was. And it, I knew something had happened, right? And so it was just not until about two years ago while I I had turned myself, my 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 will over to, to God 
and um, I was able to show up for him, right? Um, I, we just had this conversation, and he felt comfortable to tell me what had happened, right? Cause yeah. Boy, and, you know, and, and when he and – and I took action. You know, I did what I, I – you know, I protected him. I called a meeting with the school officials, the teachers, everything, got him into counseling. You know what I'm saying? And that's when that day when we had that meeting, when we walked yeah. into the room, that's when he told me, he stopped me and looked at me and said that, Mom, you never have to drink or use. He was so proud that I was able to show up for him. And it's been like Hallelujah. That. You know? Hallelujah. Present. They see me. You know, um, I got my two-year-old grandson that I help out, you know, with my daughter right now. She's, you know, she's, you know, she's finding her way. But, you know, and I, and I tell her, you know, what well, all I can do right now for you is, you know, I keep her in prayer and I, and I could be there for her kids. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's how yes. and giving back, you know, this is my family. And, and I don't, I, they didn't turn their back on me, you know, not fully. They had to do what they had to do to protect themselves, right? Because I have became yes. a monster. You know, and it's just, I, I, at times it's just like, you know, um, I, I just, not a day that does not pass that I don't thank God. I, I have this relationship, a real strong connection with God, and um, He's the one that gets me through everything, you know. And I, and um, just the power of prayer, because you know, I was told that a lot of people was praying for me, and oh, yeah. um, people didn't give up on me. And that's how I am today, you know. And I pray for my enemies, and I pray for my loved ones. I just pray. I pray for what's going on to this in this day, you know what I'm yes, saying? Um, yes. Example, you know, to my, I don't, I, I, when I, when I, this last go around, when, um, when I, uh, said I was going to do, you know, I wanted to turn my life around, um, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't say it, you know, because I would say, I promise I won't do it again, and this and this and that, you and of course, it. you know, yeah, I, I broke the promises, but this time I didn't promise nothing, I just, uh, I just started moving. In the group yeah. and they would yeah. questions and then when they start asking questions it's like oh I'm doing this and that and you know and I was blessed to um to get you know find this program you know I am a part of Narc- um, Alcoholics Anonymous you know and um Amen. and I have a family and um I have this wonderful lady that's in my life and you know and she sat me down and, and shared her experience strength and hope with me and we, you know, we did some, we do, we work together and, you know, and it helped me to forgive myself for what yes. I had done. What it was is I never could forgive myself for harming this person and um, almost taking her life. So when I, I didn't know how to process that except for picking up other drugs and to medicate and, you know, and, and, and when I would get some sobriety, you know, the things would start coming up again and I just self-medicated. So I, so I stayed like that for years until I was able to um, have that one moment when it was, you know, most people would say it's a tragedy. What had, had happened to me to where I decided that I, I remember when I survived and came to, I said, um, I can either keep going and have the people, the pity party for me, or I could turn yeah. my life around. And that was, the day, that was April 7th, uh, two thousand and. 13 when um I decided I no longer wanted to drink or use anymore and um Hallelujah. and you know and I was um blessed 
through God and, and, and people came into my life and helped me to and, and, and held my hand and, and guided me in the right direction. Now these are, you know, people, but it was God's work that did it. Yeah. Yeah. And so here I am, I'm in the position to where, um, you know, you know, <laughs> I ain't got much, right. But I, I got a lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, yeah. And be able to give back and to be here for, you know, I'm my mom's only child. I'm all she got. I'm all, I'm right. all she got. And I'm all I have. And, you know, it's just to, when she looks at me today, she smiles when she looks at me. There was a time where she frowned. And I used to say to her, because I look so much like my father, I would say to her, oh, you're, it's it's my dad. It's my dad. And, you know, and, and, and now it's like uh, she tells me good stories about her and my father. She tells me yeah. good stories about her life. She's there sharing her life stories with me, and I'm Hallelujah. taking that in. She's at an age where I'm not, you know, she's she's up there in age, and, um, and you know, she's getting to where she's maybe forgetting some things. But, we, you know, any time where I could sit there and, and she take me back and, and how it was for her, and um, I have more understanding, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, um, and I appreciate her as a mother and, and the way she raised me, you know, and that strength. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, and I, um, in the relationship that we have today, I couldn't, it's priceless, you know what I'm saying? Amen, and, and amen. That I'm building and, and, and people coming back into my life that have stepped had to step away and I understand that to protect themselves like my siblings are coming back into my life they want to be a part of my life I got my little you know now that's in social media Facebook you know I, I just got on not about a year ago but anyways and that was another thing I didn't want to do that because I, I didn't you know so I made sure that I I, I continue to work on myself because uh you know, I know, I know how that works, and um, you know, and uh, but people are connecting with me that want to be reconnected, and and I connect with the he- people that are healthy. You know what I'm saying? Amen, so, amen. There it is. I had to do a whole turnaround. You know what I'm saying? I did that yeah. because I just, I, I just wanted a better life, and 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 I know it wasn't it was it wasn't me that did this. It was God that's doing this for me. Amen, so. sis. Amen. Well, you are truly blessed, young my beautiful sister. You are truly blessed. Again, I am so blessed by your courage to come and tell your story because you know, and I like the fact that you said you talked about that word never. I have been in so many churches where I have stood and heard mother say, oh, my son would never do that. My son would never use drugs. My daughter would never get pregnant. But you know what? Uh, Bishop Cook still has to show up at the rehab or she still has to show up at the clinic uh, because their daughter or their son can't go to them because of all their sanctimonious self-righteousness. One of the right. things that I, so I like the fact that you said, you know, never say never. Never get up on your high horse so much that you would, you know, well, I would never do that. You know what? That's what the devil is counting on. He wants you to be prideful and arrogant because, like they say, you know, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. 
Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the devil works on us, and he wants us to be legends in our own mind. What you say, honey, when you took a drink, what you say? You put a cape on. I put my cape on. <laughs> Girl, you put the cape on. You ready to tear up something. But, see, people don't want to talk about that in church. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to talk about the fact that, you know, their kids, just like you. Now, you up there, your mama out at work. Okay. Well, a lot of these Christian parents, they work too, and and some of them are right there. Young people are good at masking, you know, so we need to be doing more, uh, building more relationships with our kids and and not letting them go. You know what I mean? We need to talk to our young people. We need to let them know this is out there, you know, I'm sure nobody wakes up in the morning saying, hmm, I think I want to be a dope addict today. I don't think anybody in this world does that. Okay. But I praise God that you formed your relationship with Jesus because with Jesus, all things are possible. I want to say to you, my little sister, I am so proud of you. I'm blessed by the fact that you're able to come back. See, so many folks that was out there the way you were out there, the way you told us you were out there, they, like you said, they wouldn't be standing to tell the story. Right. So know that God loves you. He he, he he values you, and he just wants you to take your story. You just, just, look, look, God has taken your mess. And turn it into a masterpiece. He is taking your test and turn it into a testimony. So I praise God that you don't mind coming and sharing. And I just want to open up the lines right now because somebody might have some questions or they just want to uh, just tell you they love you because I encourage that here on the Spirit Alive Network. This is not some show. We are not entertainment. We are here to transform lives, and the way we do that is we gather together as a one body in Christ, and we let it be known. We encourage one another. We, we uh, lift one another up, and we support one another. So, you know, I want to thank you for being on the program uh, and telling your story. So now if there's anyone in the uh, – if you are in the gallery, and you have a question or comment for Sister Veronica, if you would press your one at this time, I will acknowledge you by your area code and the last four digits of your phone number. Um, and, and, uh, and if you are in the chat room and you have a question for uh, Sister Veronica, if you type your questions in, I will relay them for you now. I'm going to start with... Um, First, uh, Sister Vassar would like to have a word, and then I'm going to go to uh, Deacon Isbell. Thank you. All right. Good evening, and let me get you. Good evening, and God bless you, Sister Vassar. Good evening to both of you, ladies, and Mr. Isbell too. But um, Veronica, I've loved you for a long time, sweetheart, and I didn't have any idea. Of course, you know, for reasons, personal reasons, I left California. You know, and wasn't even close around. But I am so proud of you for the, you know, the strides that you've made. And I guess the only thing I want to tell you is we have always been here. And mm-hmm. if you let 
somebody to talk to or just to call if you feel yourself getting weak because God gives us free will. You know, we can ask yes. for help, and if we here, he will help us. But if we're determined to do something that's against what he would have us do, he will let you do it, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. If, you, if you're sitting at home one night and you shake here, you feel like some kind of way, pick up the phone and call one of us. You know, yeah. say your prayer first. But if you just need another human voice to talk to, you know, call us, talk to us. You know, I know you got your support groups, but sometimes it ain't nothing like family. Exactly. Yes, exactly. We've got our stories to tell, you know, some not as it's as intense. You know, I understand about sometimes resenting a parent. My mother killed my father when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. I had to process that and get past that because I love my mama with everything in me. But, you know, right. situations happen that children don't always understand. So, you know, mm-hmm. I have my story to tell, and I understand how that can go sometimes. But I guess what I'm is just know that we are still here. You know, we're still okay. out here. And sometimes you just need to talk to some impartial person doesn't that is not involved a lot in your life, just somebody to bounce some things off or whatever. Pick up the phone and call your family. We here. Amen. We here. Amen. I, I love you, Teresa. I love you too, sweetheart. Amen. All right. Um, hallelujah. Good evening to you, Deacon Isbell. Good evening. Uh, Veronica, I respect and admire you for giving your personal testimony. Um, a couple things I'd like to say. I know in this past presidential election, probably the only thing that the two candidates did agree on is that heroin has become in epidemic proportions and destroying a lot of families. And I I relate to your point um, because I worked in mental health uh, similar Mm -hmm. to your facility up at Cherry Hill. Uh, And I understand that when you're in prison or if you're in a facility that you can drop the mask and that you can work within the structured program to rehabilitate. But what I would like to ask you is, once you are released and you are back out of the street, what would you like to see done to help curb this heroin epidemic and addiction that is destroying so many people? Thank you. Amen. Oh, go ahead, sis. Uh, thank you for that question. Um, I know for me, um, you know, it was too easy for me to uh to trick the system, so to speak. You know, I was on parole for three mm-hmm. years, and that was basically a joke, you know, because um, I was still using, but I was doing what I needed to do to pass the drug test. And um, there was really no follow-up, you know, and um, I think there just needs to be more services out there for um, people that were incarcerated like me because um, it was just pretty much I was released. I mean, there's, there's things out there, you know, to to help, but um, I think um, I just needed uh, just more guidance. You know, I, I did go into a program, and um, there was, you know, it, it just, I don't know, I guess I just, I wasn't ready, I, I guess, and um, if you're not ready, it's even harder, so, but, uh, you know, I know there's services out there, and, um, 
you know, I guess for you got to have the will to, to to want it, you know. And yeah, if you don't yeah. have that will, and you don't have someone meeting you halfway, you're definitely gonna struggle. I did, so you know. Amen, amen. And um, I can also uh, t- uh, testify to the fact that I, uh, in going out to the prisons for over 28 years, that 90% of the people in there um, are in there on some kind of drug-related charge. And it's like right. she said, when they when they are released, they're released to what? Um, there there are not a lot of halfway houses. There are not a lot of, um, and if there are facilities, there's a waiting list. So we, I feel, you know, and I've been working on this with, with administrators at the prison for years, trying to get people to come together and 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 get you know and give up themselves them time, their time and their effort to really guide people because when you're released you're in there you have structure then you're paroled to what like you said you could basically do what you wanted to when what you really wanted was some structure it's, yes because so, you know as they say you're released to the free world you know what I'm yeah, saying and yeah um, yeah like, you know. So yeah, it's it's pretty it's hard it's hard once you release, you know it's hard Amen. for me. And I can, uh, can I, I cut in here, ladies? Yes, that that's wonderful. Oh. Um, is there anyone else that might have a question or a comment from the from the chat rooms or from the gallery? Um, because you know this is a subject matter that we re- hallelujah we really need to talk about. Hallelujah. Area code five uh, five two zero last four digits one seven five two. God bless you. You're on the air. Hi, this is Ellie. Hi Ellie. Hey, Ellie. Can you can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, yes. baby. You're live. Okay. <laughs> I just I I just um was really touched by everything that was said by your story, Veronica, and people just uh, sharing from their heart and and reaching out and letting you know that they're there for you. It made me break down and cry over here. Um, (laughs) So, um, you know, and I just, so many things that were said were just um, straight from God and you know, humility is so important. That was touched on, and just remembering, but for the grace of God, there go I. You know that came Amen. up for me in, in your story, Veronica, and also you know in what was shared afterwards. You know, I don't want to judge anybody, and and that's what I hear. You know, that humility, and I think that's what um, keeps us. Well, it's one of the things that keeps us connected to God, you know, is just Amen. knowing that um, it could be us and yes. not judge, you know, and um, I, I, yeah, I feel nervous, like I've never, I've never did. Girl, don't be nervous, uh, just, look, look, just so talk like to me like you're talking just... to your best friend, go ahead, don't be nervous, <laughs> it's okay, it's only a couple of million people listening, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> But I really no. appreciate everybody, and um, that, I mean that's really all I want to say. And I really, I was really touched and um, by the words 
uh, by the word of God and, and well, God we love you, too, Sister you all. Oh, well, honey, we appreciate <laughs> you. Thanks for calling in, Ellie. Thanks for calling, baby. You know we love you. We'll be calling you after the program, too. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Lord, okay. I love my bless family, you. Jesus. God bless you, baby. I love my family, Jesus. I have so much fun with my family, and I don't care who knows about it, and I don't care who likes it or who don't. Um, I, that's just the way I roll. Hallelujah. Um well, uh, we have we do have a question from the chat room, Precious. Um, a young lady wants to know what were the steps that you took to begin to forgive yourself. Mm. How what did you process st- that? Yeah, you know because see, you know here it's a lot of how to. You know it's wonderful to share the word of God, but we have way too many people sharing the word of God without telling people how to apply that word. So what she's asking is, how did you come to forgive yourself? Did you know, did you, how did you reconcile yourself with yourself? Well, you got um, to forgive like yourself. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, see, that's another thing uh, is forgiving myself. And as far as like yeah. even, you know, how can I even love someone else if I don't love myself? You know, Come I know on, that's, that's a, what I'm talking about. Okay, but I, that is, for me, that's the truth. Like, how can yeah. I love someone if I don't love myself? And Come so on. it's the same way with forgiving myself. You know, how can I forgive anyone if I can't forgive myself, right? And um, and like I I had someone that in my life, and we, you know, she took me through these steps. And um, and it was a lot of work that I had to do on myself to find that forgiveness. And I found that forgiveness through the strength of God. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So uh-huh. And once I was able to see this is all, what had all had happened was God's will for me. Yeah. And, you know, yes, and I yes. give it all to him and I get to give it back to him. And, you know, and he don't judge me. You know what I'm saying? No. And mm, he loves and he you. Me, right? He loves me unconditionally. And so, you know, it it, it 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 took some time to 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 grasp that concept of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. As, as right. I, the more work I've done and I continue to do, um, it it becomes a lot softer and a lot kinder and um uh, a lot more loving. Um and um and 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 it's just you know I, I can I just feel his presence and um, hallelujah and having that feeling of you know of God like speaking through me as we hallelujah. as I'm speaking of you is like that healing you know so I yes. guess I'm healing speaking you know and when it was the healing I continue to forgive myself you know what I'm hallelujah. saying because that's what bondage was that guilt and shame and, 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 you know, and not forgiving myself and, you know, and, and that's, that's painful, you know, and I, and yes, I love come on. My own. So I give it all to him. <laughs> Amen. And you know what? That's one of the biggest tricks of the enemy. That's one of his favorite tricks is to make us believe that we have been so awful, so terrible, just so downright disgusting that God would never forgive us. God couldn't possibly love us. And he wants us to keep thinking that way. 
And and the wonderful thing about the process of forgiving yourself is first, you just have to acknowledge, yeah, I did it. Get real. That's what I heard yes. my little sister say. She had to get real. Yes, I did this thing. I did it, and I'm sorry. Because, see, we got to remember with God, repentance means more than saying you're sorry. Repentance means you don't do it no more. Amen? Exactly. So, so you know, when you can, when you go to God, forgiveness always begins with repentance. So, you know, ask God. You can always ask God to help you to, to forgive yourself. You know, because sometimes it's not easy. Like he said, you just it 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 didn't take you overnight to get in that state, and it will not take you overnight to get out. So you know the so, but always remember, forgiveness begins with repentance, being truthfully and really remorseful and 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 sorry to the point that you will never want to do something again. Once you get right with about that then you can forgive yourself. Because, see, the devil wants you to keep beating yourself up. He wants you to keep telling yourself, I, I, you ain't going to make it. But I came to tell somebody tonight, can't nobody count you out of God that's calling you in, honey. Can No weapons formed against you is going to prosper when you just keep on holding on to God's unchanging hand. I am not here to judge anybody. We are not here to judge anybody, not your lifestyle, not what you do, what you don't do. I am only interested in uplifting and encouraging people to tell their truth so that we can pray together, we can heal together, we can grow together, we can be transformed together. And, sister, by you coming on tonight and sharing your testimony, you know, uh, uh, you are breaking a lot of barriers because a lot of people, they want to say, act like drug addiction only happens to those people out there, you know, or those street people, or those people that look like this or do this. But, see, drug addiction is running rapid in this country, and it's the ladies that go to the country club. It's the star athletes. It's the actors. You know, they have all the money in the world, but yet they're dying. Why? Because they had no Christ. And if they had Christ in their lives, maybe they could have found the strength to get over the hurdle. But I praise God, my little sister, that you have found Christ. And what I really admire is you are willing to give back. You are going and telling your story so another little boy or another young girl will not use alcohol to mask their problems, will not use drugs to mask their problems, but you're telling them to lean on Jesus right now. Glory to God. That's powerful. That's powerful. See, we get so, you know, so many people, once we get saved, a lot of us want to act like we don't have a path. Like we don't, some of us won't act like we we acted up to we acted up today. We don't act like we got a present, okay? But the truth of the matter is, the Word of God says that we all fall short of the glory of God. And for those of us who are spiritual, we are to help restore. We are we are to encourage. We are to lift up. 
we are to surround and circle with the love, the light, the grace, the compassion, and the humility of Christ. And I appreciate you, my dear, for being humble enough to be obedient to God and sharing a part of your story. I praise God that you have um, the wherewithal to want to be a better person for yourself, your children, and your children's children, and your mother. And and I'm so blessed that you have the relationship that you have with your mother. Um, And I know that she is, she just know that you are truly blessing her and giving her a great measure of comfort in knowing that you are there to help her, Veronica. So just know, honey, you are even in this. You are constantly blessing others, and God is going to continue to bless you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Will there be any other comments from the gallery or uh, any questions from the chat room? Um, we have we have one question um, from the uh, gallery. Um, she said, uh, "You when okay? Let me read this. Child, this child can't say a holiday. That's all right." Look, I'm sorry, Tiffany. I could read that. I'm sorry, baby. I got look. You got to put that in a bigger font or something. <clears throat> but she wants to know. Um, Veronica, do you plan, do you have any um, aspirations of becoming a motivational speaker or, you know, uh, uh, or do you take this out to schools or or um, places like that? Well, as I stated, that um, I am a part of AA, and um, that is one of the things that we do is that we um, speak when we're asked, and so I do share my stories with other people at, at, you know, in meetings. And um, and like I said, I did do that documentary when I was in prison, but I, you know, I was in a different space. That was my first time actually becoming honest for the first time was when um, I did that documentary. And, uh, <clears throat> but today, you know, it's, it's just, it is what it is. I'm, it's, I just work an honest program, as they say, you know, and I, I'm, that's just, how I do it, and um, you know, so whenever I'm asked to to share my experience, strength, and hope, I do it. You know, um, about two weeks ago, a friend of mine, she was doing, um, she asked me to be a part of um, some project she had, which was for empowering women, and you know, and and we did a little photo shoot because that's another one of my, you know, I've always wanted to be a model that's a secret but I guess it's not a secret anymore but anyways and uh, so we did it we did we did a photo shoot and she um you know and and then I also I shared um how I'm sharing tonight and um you know it's going to be displayed in next month and um oh it's going to be oh I can't wait for that you know to to be and to be a part of that so Amen. Anytime I'm asked, like when you asked me to do this, and you told me what was um, going on, you gave me, you asked about a month ago, and I said I'm in it. You know what I'm saying? I said yeah. whatever it is that I do to help other people out there that have struggled like I have or continue to struggle, uh, I want to be a part of. If I can, if there's something I can say tonight that you can grasp and hold on to and maybe help you 
I want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I can't keep this and, and not unless I give it away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, come on, sis. As, I, as my grandson says, you know, Sharon is caring. <laughs> that's it. So. Sharon is caring. Sharon is caring. And, you know, that's, that, that's really what it's all about. You know, we do need to take off the mask, all of us. We need to take off the church mask. We have to take off all the masks, you know, that we want to hide behind. If, if Christians would just come together and just keep it real, you know, instead of trying to act like they're holier than thou, that nothing ever touches them, sin doesn't ever visit their door, you know, I believe that we can actually begin to pray for one another and we can really and truly be healed. But you know what? We can't go to our churches all the time and tell our stories because, you know, you, 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 hey, sis, I, I'm not trying to be funny, but now you go to some churches and you tell them your story, people going to be grabbing up their pocketbooks. I don't, they ain't got a penny in it, but they're going to be grabbing them. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, instead of, instead of saying, mm, I got a grandson that's going through that, or I got a nephew that's going through that, or, you know, I got a son or daughter that's going through that, they want to close in and sit up all pious like it would never happen to them. And, and the people are dying in the pews. There are people that go to church every Sunday and go right to the liquor store right afterwards. There are people that go to church every Sunday, like you told them. Oh, trust and believe. You can't function. Some people can't function while under the influence of drugs. You know, and they come up in there and they do what they do and go right home, you know, in the dark, in the, in the, in the secrecy of their home. And they do whatever they, you know, they want. And they're walking around with their mask on. And they're trying to keep, you know, try to keep up this facade when all God is really crying for all, or wanting all of us to do is simply let it go. Let yeah. it go and give it to him. Talk to I'm one another. And, yeah. You know, encourage one another. You know, instead of saying, you know what, I've been through that. You, you need me to help. You need, you, I can take your son to a meeting. You know, oh. You know, no. What they do is, like the people in my church, they don't want the pastor to know that, uh, you know, they have issues. So they call me. Uh, my son is in prison, and when you go out there, can you see him? Uh, my my daughter is in uh, New. I know you probably didn't heard of Bridges uh, Bridges Rehab out there in Berkeley. They out there in Bridges, and are they over there at New Horizons? And I'm going, why don't you tell your own, you know, why don't you go tell Pastor? Oh, no, I can't tell him. Oh, no, I can't tell him. So, see, you doing right now, baby, you you doing better than some pastors because folks want to come and tell you some stuff. <laughs> they want to reconnect. They want to share. They want to talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I've learned. I've learned a lot about other people and um, just by me sharing because then they come and tell me some things that they've gone through. And like you said, that they have not been able to tell other people. And, um, That's right. You know, you know I'm, I'm not alone and they're not alone. Nope. And, nope. And then we come together and there's, there's you know, resources out there. You know, I was able to uh, – yes. I was talking to someone just the other week and um, 
you know, she just asked me how I was doing. And, um, you know, we just, we started talking and there was a lot of similarities with both of us. And we wouldn't have, not, have known this, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we mm-hmm. got a different back, but we were, yeah. And, you know, she's gone through some things as well. And then, you know, and uh, she actually had given me some really useful information. You know, I I seen her again tonight and she asked me, how was that, you know, the information information she had given me, how was it? And it was so useful. You know, it's, it's um, when you're living with people that are, are going through some um, struggles, you know, I don't want to really put it, put it out there, but what my mom is going through, and um, there's there's right. means for that. It's, you know, she took the time out because she, you know, I was she was hearing me. You know what I'm saying? That's another mm-hmm. thing. We want to be heard. We want to be listened to. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and she took time out to come back when – when I had seen her again, our our my grandson he plays karate. He's um he's in karate and and so is her son. And so um and her son just started. And so the, we you know we we see each other a couple of days off the week. And right. um, so that's how that guy. Just small talk and um and you know something about her and something about me where we just kind of opened up and shared a little bit about our life. And um so right. she. she she found this meeting for me, and um, which was right here across the street, and um, at the Kaiser Hospital, and I and yeah, I went really. to it. And she, you know, she asked me how was it, and it was the one of the best things that I could have done because it's more information for me. So I get the more information I can get in this matter that I'm I'm in right now with my mom. I can assist her, and that's what I want to be. It's like a, be a, a servant to her with, and, and then help her needs, you know, as she's transitioning yes. and going through that she's going through right now, you know. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I just, I praise God um, for, again, for you and your life and your light, and I thank you for sharing your story. Um Will there be any other comments or questions? If you have um, anything else, um, you're more than welcome. And if not, I will let our beloved guest have some final uh, words to wrap it up, just to appeal to you one more time. Um, Again, I just want to say, you know, God can bring you through anything. And I want to also let you know that you don't have to look like what you're going through. See, the Word of God says in Second Corinthians uh, 5 and 7, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. My beautiful sister, I'm so glad that you are becoming new. We are all, and that you are, uh, alive and on fire to do whatever God has you to do next, and that's what He's looking for. He's not, you know, He's not looking for the superficial, holier than thou, long praying, puffed up folks. He's looking for those with hearts that love Him and simply want to please Him. And my little sister tonight, I don't usually speak for God. Because I can't speak for God, but I truly do believe that he is well pleased with you. So if there would be nothing else from the gallery or from the chat room, my sister, you uh, you can take a moment to give us your final thoughts, and I will close the program. Amen. Amen. Well, um, first of all, I just want to 
thank God for giving me this opportunity to be able to share my story with um, with you all tonight, and I really appreciate that. And um, I really appreciate you, Lane, you know, for uh, just having that faith and, you know, and, and trusting me that I, I told my truth because, you know, it's my story, right? And um, so I just want to tell my story. And, um, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's from the heart. You know, um, I didn't make this up, and there was a lot that I left out, you know. And, um, and like I said, if it wasn't for all of that, all my my um, hurdles, you know, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here, and um, and it's through the grace of God, and you know, it's just having total faith in Him, you know. Like I said, I'm not yeah. that. I don't have one foot on one side and one foot on the other. You know, I'm all in. Right. And I want right. to just be servant, you know, for Him, and um, and you know, it's it's God first, and then my sobriety, and then me, and then on down. You know what I'm saying? Did you hear right, right. Then my sobriety, then me, yeah. and then family on down, and it trickles down. And you know, like right. uh, cousin was saying, you know, it's that support group. You know, if you were to yeah. look at my phone and on uh, my my contacts today, it's it's people that um, I don't think I'm better than, less than, greater than, none of that. The people that are in my contacts are pretty much walking in the you know towards what I'm walking towards. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, um, the Lord, that's right. Exactly, and you know, and it's uh, it's people that I can call on, people that call on me, people that call and check on me, people that I check mm-hmm. with. You know, and, um, there was a, for my contacts. Ooh, if you would have seen my contacts a couple some years ago, yeah, I've 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 thrown away phones because of <laughs> some of the contacts. Wow. Well. <laughs> Now, but since I've been clean and sober, I've had this same number, and I continue to keep this same number. That's my, my, you know, my prayers is that I keep this same number that I have on this phone that I have with these contacts. And, you know, and um, so I, I appreciate you. And um, Thank you, baby. I love you. And, um, I love and I'm you. just grateful for this opportunity. Thank you, God. Oh, you're so welcome, baby. I'm so glad that you came on tonight, and I just want to thank uh, my beautiful sister in Christ, my friend, my family, my cousin, uh, sister and evangelist, Teresa Vassar. I want to thank uh, my deacon, Deacon William Isabel. You can catch these two beautiful people uh, every Sunday morning at the Spirit of Life Praise and Worship Experience um, with me. They are part of the staff there. I just want to thank God for all of you that called in and tuned in. And I just want you to know that no matter what you're going through, God is able. No matter what, how bad you think the situation may be, God can and he will. So I just want everyone to be encouraged tonight and just know that if God be for you, there's no man that can be against you. So I just praise God for you. I thank you all. Uh, I pray that you continue to have a beautiful and blessed week, that you acknowledge Christ in all that you do. And as always, from each and every one of us here at the Spirit Alive Network, it is our fervent prayer 
that you be ye transformed. Good night, and God bless you. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Awesome job, beautiful one.